Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin sheets are used by players like you. The Rags and Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Rags and Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Have you heard the news? You can get free Formulator Pass performances with DRF Bets. Sign up to get the best bonus in racing with a $250 deposit match and a $10 free bet, plus free Formulator Pass performances. Enjoy all the perks of using Formulator with projected odds, trainer patterns, race and horse notes, replays, and more. Never pay for past performances again. Just use the promo code WINNING when you register at drf.com bet. That's winning at drf.com bet. It's post time for Thoroughbred Los Angeles, the most informative and profitable hour of horse racing found anywhere. Thoroughbred Los Angeles is brought to you by Santa Anita. Come out and watch and wager at iconic Santa Anita Park. By Daily Racing Form, exclusive past performance content provider for Thoroughbred Los Angeles. By the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia, just a furlong east of Santa Anita. Call 626-777-6699 for reservations. By Legacy Ranch, get your young horses started right at Legacy Ranch. By Horsebills.com, enjoy billing made easy through Horsebills.com. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association, it pays to own a cow bred. By the Ragazin Sheets, the most effective handicapping tool available. Get the sheets. By Los Alamitos Night Quarter Horse Racing. Sometimes your best day of racing is at night. By Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. Selections from Northern and Southern California each racing day. By the Derby Room at Fairplex Park in Pomona. The Inland Empire's newest and best satellite wagering facility. And by the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, where the action never stops. And now, here are your hosts, John Lindo and Bob Ike. And welcome to a Saturday edition of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm John Lindo. I'll be joined in just a second by my co-host, Bob Ike. 
After a week of rain and bad weather and everything else in Arcadia, we are finally back to racing today at Santa Anita. We've got a 10-race card. First post time will be 12.30. And uh, according to uh, Tom Quigley via Twitter or X, uh, he says that Santa Anita will be on the grass today. The grass will be labeled good. So we've got both the main track and the turf course back in action, Bob Ike. And, boy, I, I thought the rain would never end. I, I, I read where they, Santa Anita got somewhere around 10 inches of rain this week. Yeah, we got a ton of rain up here, John. Good morning, and uh, it's good to be back. We have not run at Santa Anita since last Saturday, so uh, a full week in between. Today, a good 10-race card starting at 12.30, three stakes races on the card, beautiful weather, and as you said, the turf course is a go, and it's labeled as good, but I've always felt that this turf handled water pretty well and sometimes uh, even makes it a better, tighter course, so uh, we'll find out, but for me, uh, all systems go, and I'm, I'm ready to dive in today. Well, before we talk about uh, the card today at Santa Anita and other races around the country, like the Sam F. Davis at Tampa Bay, that's a three-year-old prep race for the Kentucky Derby, we're going to bring in a special guest and a good friend of both Bob and I, and that's Brad Free from Daily Racing Forum. We're going to talk about the Derby Watch that Brad puts together. But first of all, uh, Brad, welcome to Thoroughbred Los Angeles. Well, John and Bob, good morning. Thanks for having me on this morning. We have a lot of things to talk about. I think I know what you want to talk about first. Absolutely. Uh, the, the news came out this week, Brad, that uh, Jerry Antonucci, the longtime handicapper, I got to know him by reading the Herald Examiner every day in the 70s and 80s, and he was later on at the Orange County Register. Uh, we A regular in the press box at Santa Anita, the host of the uh, Today's Racing Digest seminars in the East Paddock Gardens, he passed away this week at the age of 77. He was dealing with brain cancer for, for quite a while. Uh, a terrific guy. And, Brad, I, I was really touched on, on how you got to know uh, Jerry Antonucci. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit how you met him? Yeah, it was really kind of a cool deal. I was in college in 1985 at Cal State L.A., Cal State University of Los Angeles, and uh, studying journalism. That was the same school that Jerry Antonucci went to, and one of our assignments in journalism class was to find him alumni from Cal State LA, write a feature story on him or her, and the, the profile would be published in the campus newspaper, the University Times. Well, I was a big racing fan and have been forever, and I knew that Antonucci had graduated from Cal State LA. He was a handicapper, local newspaper handicapper, and so I wrote him a letter in 1985. It was a kind of a cold call. I wrote him a letter at, you know, it, telling him who I was, what I wanted to do, and would he mind calling me and maybe set up a, an interview. Jerry Antonucci was the nicest guy around because he bent over backward to help me with the story he took all the time that was necessary he invited me to the press box and you know i walked in with my eyes just wide open wow this is great um and jerry was so helpful that was in 1985 and it kind of was an introduction for me into the you know the the world of racing journalism and jerry antonucci was a big part of that, one of the first guys that I ever got to know, um, just because we had that, those things in common. Same college, we both loved horse racing. Turns out we both liked Fairfax Park as well. That was Jerry's favorite track, and certainly one of mine as well. So I've known Jerry since 1985 when he bent over backward to help an aspiring journalist kind of get started in the game, and it was a privilege to know him 
for as many years as we did. And he was a very good handicapper. One of the things he always talked about was the, the class disparity. That he always he liked to look for mismatches in ability, and when he found one and the odds were right, Jerry would dive in. He liked to gamble, so do I. Um, we're going to miss Jerry, but I have really great fond memories of him and what he did for me back in 1985 before I got into the game and kind of helped me out, helped me get started. So I miss Jerry a lot, but again, a, a, just a great guy and some good memories. Bob Ike, I know you've got a lot of memories about Jerry as well. Yeah, good morning, Brad. I, I met Jerry just about the same time because I started working in the press box in 1985 myself, and uh, Jerry, of course, a fixture. And you wrote an article for DRF back in 2010 when Jerry retired, and, and I just want to quote one a, a couple things because uh, in my mind, Jerry is the second most quoted member of the press box after only Jack Carlick among us press box members. I mean, that, to me, and that's a, that's a huge compliment to a person that you remember things they said and you bring them up in just daily conversation. And, Brad, part of your article you wrote, you said, a racetrack press box attracts a collection of imperfect characters and Antonucci fit right in. He was hardly flawless, and his verbal maxims often made us cringe. Uh, and, Brad, I can attest to that because, as you said in your article, Jerry liked to say things like, they're walking on a very slow pace or hidden entry when uh, the, the, second the second entrant of a trainer. But one of my favorites, Brad, was a horse would be five in front with Lafitte aboard, and he'd bet on the horse, and Jerry would say, go to work, Lafitte. And it, it was endearing, it was frustrating, but we loved the guy, and, um, you know, I just have nothing but great memories either. And, and Brad, like you, I'm really going to miss Jerry. He's one of the good people. Yeah, he really was. And, and you know, in the, in the world of racing journalism, there's a lot of dysfunctional personalities that have come <laughs> through the press box. I, I count myself among that group as well, and certainly Jerry was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he passed away last Tuesday at age 77, and it's, you know, it's always sad when somebody who you care for um, leaves us, but I, I can't help but smile when I think about Jerry, and the truth is, you know, he, he could have passed away in 2010. They removed a lemon-sized tumor from him. Um, he was very sick. He was in the hospital with 103-degree temperature for a week and a half, and, uh, you know, Jerry was a fighter, and he came back, and, you know, we, he got another 13 years plus out of life. Um, I, one of my favorite things, I always, every time it starts to rain a little bit, I always think Jerry would always check with, uh, with his wife, Bonnie. They lived in Burbank, and Jerry would give us an update. It's raining in Burbank. <laughs> the rain away Anita, uh, good guy, lots of fun, um, and a very good handicapper for the Herald Examiner and Orange County Register for many, many years. Well, Brad, I'll add this before we finish up talking about Jerry Antonucci. Every year at Fairplex Park, I would take the walk all the way to the top of the grandstand where they had the makeshift press box up there for, for the races at Fairplex Park. And, you know, it could be 150 degrees out there at Fairplex, but Jerry had a spot right where, where they had some screens behind him so he would get that airflow up there. Otherwise, you'd cook to death, but he'd always be up there by himself and uh, 
get a chance to chat with him up there. He loved Fairplex, loved the racing up there, and uh, got a chance to just spend some time with up there on more than one occasion. And it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot, of, a lot from him, not only in person, but again, reading him and, and Gordon Jones and the Herald Examiner, they taught me an awful lot about how to handicap this game. Well, the Herald Examiner was one of the great newspapers that covered horse racing, and you could learn a lot reading Jerry, reading um, Gordon Jones, Bob Mazursky later on at the Herald Examiner as well. So that was a, a terrific sports betting newspaper that Jerry Antonucci was a big part of. As far as Antonucci at Fairplex Park, he, he claimed, and I believe him, that in 37 years of wagering at Fairplex Park, he beat that meet 33 times. Um, Jerry, that's one reason why he liked the L.A. County Fair so much. Um, it was a, a, a racing meet that you could beat if you did the work, and Jerry certainly did the work. So we're going to miss him quite a bit. Well, from all of us in the press box to Bonnie, his wife, for so many years, uh, our, our deepest condolences to the family. And uh, when we think of Jerry Antonucci, we will smile an awful lot. He brought a, a lot of laughter and joy to us all. So uh, we're going to miss Jerry Antonucci. Brad, let's talk a little bit about what you had going on this week. Uh, yesterday in Daily Racing Form was the first edition of Derby Watch. And this is a weekly publication that you guys do leading up to the Kentucky Derby. So tell us a little bit about what Derby Watch is, again, when it appears, who's working with you on the comments. This is something that our colleague Jay Pribman did a, for a long time with Mike Watchmaker, and, and you've been handed the baton, and uh, you got rolling yesterday. Yeah, we started Derby Watch um, yesterday on February 9th, and it'll, be, it'll come out every Friday, and it's a list of the top 23-year-olds that are eligible to the Kentucky Derby and still pointed in that direction. And I want to emphasize eligible to the Kentucky Derby because it's quite clear that um, perhaps the arguably the best three-year-olds in the country can't run in the Derby this year. That's nice. So it's trained by Bob Baffert. But Derby Watch comes out every Friday, the list of top 20. David Aragona is my colleague who, you know, in we get together, come up with a list of top 20. David does the uh, morning line to early prices for the top 20. We have updated you know, odds, horses, where they ran, where they are expected to run next. We'll be updating the comments every week. And along with the Derby Watch grid that explains all the top 20 and who they're trained by and their prices, we also have an accompanying notes package from our correspondents around the country, from New York to Florida to Kentucky to California, that kind of supplements the Derby Watch list. But it's, it's a lot of fun, and it kind of keeps people up to speed on who is headed toward the Kentucky Derby, who might have fallen off the list, who are some potential um, budding stars, and who knows, maybe we'll see one this afternoon in the Sam Davis. Um, but, yeah, every Friday from here on in, David Aragona and myself will be compiling that list. And it, it kind of you got to keep your keep up, pay attention because there's a lot going on. We had four graded stakes last weekend um, that we had to decipher. So, anyway, Derby Watch from every Friday from here on out. And it actually will run through Kentucky Derby. And then we'll also have a, a similar type of list um, right on top of the Preakness and right on top of the Belmont Stakes. So, Friday from here on in. Derby Watch every Friday in daily racing form. Well, you saw the four major preps last weekend, uh, you know, all over the country, in including Nisos out here in California. Uh, you know, your first impressions, whether it be the Holy Bull or, or the race that Nisos won, uh, you know, who impressed you and, and who disappointed you last weekend, just real quick? 
Yeah, Nysos was super impressive. Mystic Dan won the Southwest Stakes by eight lengths. I'm not sure if the muddy track moved him up. He was very impressive. The Holy Bull uh, fierceness kind of laid an egg uh, by expectations anyway. He finished third at a short price. A disappointing comeback for fierceness. I don't think the Holy Bull was that strong of a race. And I can say the same thing about the Withers that was won by Uncle Heavy. The two stars last week were Nysos and Mystic Dan. And Mystic Dan is likely headed to the Arkansas Derby next. And if he can handle a fast track, and he certainly did when he broke his maiden last fall, he will be heard from uh, Mystic Dan on the road toward the Kentucky Derby. Well, Bob, uh, Bob, before I, I ask you to weasel a pick out of uh, Brad Free here at Santa Anita, one thing I want to check with you, Brad, I, I've got John Hardoon later on the show. He's going to talk about the uh, Sam F. Davis, but it's a wide-open field. Are there any horses that we should be keeping an eye on in this 12-horse field in the Sam F. Davis today? Yeah, there's actually a 15-to-1 shot that I'm kind of interested in. And, John, you kind of alerted me to this. Um, Colt last fall when he made his third career start in the grade two Pilgrim. His name is Fulminio. He's by Bolt Doro, and he is produced by a mayor named Star of Quality, who I believe that you owned a few years ago and ended up selling. Um, Fulminio ran second in the Pilgrim. That was when you first alerted me to the, the potential of this Colt. And his comeback race on January 14th at Tampa, it, it, you have to watch it to believe it. It was an incredible comeback race. He broke dead last. He was off slowly by at least four lengths. He was four wide virtually start to finish. He made the lead in the stretch and just got worn down late and finished more than five lengths clear of third. It was an impressive comeback by a Colt who looks like he's taken a step forward from a two-year-old to a three-year-old. He's listed at 15-1 to today, Fulminio is. Uh, I don't think we're going to get that price, but I'll settle for half that. I think Fulminio is a very interesting Colt in the Sam Davis. The morning line favorite is Change of Command, who's adding blinkers off a relatively strong allowance win at Gulfstream Park. But I'm going to I'm going to take a shot with this Fulminio out of Star of Quality, who I know that you are familiar with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she won the uh, Desert Stormer for or not Desert Stormer, but the. Uh... Oh, dream, gosh, of dream, of, dream of Summer, that's it. Yeah, the Dream of yeah. Summer stakes for us at, at Santa Anita. So, yeah, she made about $300,000, and uh, we had a lot of fun with her. Bill Spar trained her for us, and, uh, in fact, we, we claimed her twice. We we lost her once, we claimed her back, and it worked out just fine. So that was fun. Uh, Bob Ike, what do you have for Brad before we let him go? Yeah, Brad, just real quick, certainly speculation, because Nysos is not eligible, as you mentioned, but what would, he, what would his morning line have been? And I'm sure he would have been number one on the Derby watch coming out of his win in the Lewis last week. There's no doubt about it. I'm not sure what price David Arizona would have made him, but considering that Locke is our current favorite at 8-1, to one, and he's missing the start, he's supposed to run today in the Sam Davis, but he spiked the temperature and cannot run. I'm sure that David would have made Nysos the favorite, you know, this far out, maybe in the 6-1-ish to one -ish range. We're going to see Nysos down the road in some big races, whether it's the Sanity, the Derby, or the Preakness, or the Travers, or the Haskell, or whatever. This is a very good cold. I've said this before. I don't think the Kentucky Derby is the only three-year-old race in the country. I think that's pretty clear. And Churchill Downs is doing nobody any favors by extending the, ba the ban of Baffert. 
He paid his dues. He was he was sanctioned by the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. Now Churchill Downs had to pile on with a, a, extending the ban. So they're not doing themselves any favor, but believe me, we're going to see more from NISOS down the road. Well, Brad, I know you did the work at Santa Anita today. I know you like the, the $3 all-turf three wager that they have. But where do you want to go for a radio play for Thoroughbred L.A.? Yeah, I'm a little reluctant to, to go to a grass race today with 10 inches of rain having fallen. And I think Bob's right regarding the sanity of the turf course. It does handle water, but they're starting off with a, a course that's listed good. Boy, I, I don't know. how. What's, what does good mean? How squishy will it be? I just want to stay away from a grass race until I see you know one or two grass races to see how the the course plays. So I'm going to take a little bit of a shot in race number seven. It's a cowbred sprint an allowance sprint, and uh, with all due respect to the favorite, Bags Gold, who has the right figures and, you know, comes off a good second-place finish, I'm going to take a little bit of a shot with a horse named Spiritual Advisor, who's going route to sprint, and here's my thinking on Spiritual Advisor. His best races, I believe, are are sprint races. He's a closing sprinter. There's pace to run at. Soul of Midnight has speed. Soul's Call has speed, but the Santa Anita track was closed. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that was four days with where these horses could not gallop, jog. All they could do was walk around the barn. Spiritual advisor coming out of a route race, I, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe his potential conditioning fitness advantage over some of these sprinters when he's backing up from a mile to six furlongs might be enough to carry the day. So spiritual advisor, He's listed at 6-1 to one on the morning line, and I'm going to look for him to outrun his odds and come rolling late and possibly spring an upset. Number four, spiritual advisor in race number seven. That's number four, spiritual advisor, 6-1, to one, seventh race of Santa Anita for Brad. Hey, Brad, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for talking with us about Jerry Antonucci. That's a pretty cool story. And we'll uh, keep reading you every day in Daily Racing Form. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. That was Brad Free from Daily Racing Forum. Before we go to our first break, I've got to get a play from Bob Ike. Bob, uh, where do you want to go? I know you like the coast-to-coast -coast bet, which is back in play, and it's got a lot better sequence today, I think. So uh, any play in the sequence or, or Santa Anita, Gulfstream, where do you want to make a play? Actually, it is a play in the sequence, and it's a Santa Anita race, and that's the third race on the card, which is a Calbred allowance optional claimer going one mile and. I like a horse quite a bit in here, John, and I'm tempted to maybe take a shot and single on my coast-to-coast -coast today. And that's number four, El Rey Dorado, who is four-to-one on the morning line. I think that's a very generous price. This is a horse who's only routed once. That was on the turf. So this will be his first dirt route. The Dam Barry Knoll won five dirt route races. So this horse has pedigree being by Bolt de Oro to go long. He's the speed of the field. I think he clears in here easily. I think he came back too quickly last time in seven days. So now he's had almost a month off. Uh, this horse, I think, is going to run lights out today on the front end under good speed rider Kyle Frey. So third race at Santa Anita, let's go with number four, El Rey Dorado, 4-1 to one on the morning line. And, John, I know you put out the Lindo report today. You've covered uh, both Santa Anita and those coast-to-coast -coast bets available every uh, racing day at the South Point or at least four days a week. So tell us about the South Point and... You gave us a winner last week with Poolside with Slim at Gulfstream Park. Want to make it two weeks in a row for you. 
All right. Well, if you're getting out, if you're in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl weekend, you might want to check out making, making your Super Bowl wager at the South Point on the total of the game and the sides, whether you like Kansas City or San Francisco, the over-under is 47.5. Instead of, you know, we talk about cost of wagers, Bob, instead of the 110 to win 100 at the South Point for the Super Bowl, it's only 105 to win 100. So they've cut their, their profit margin in half on those Super Bowl wagers. So if you're out in Las Vegas, get out there in person, make your wagers there. And, and for a play, I'm going to go to the opener today at Santa Anita. At Santa Anita, number three, Madija comes off a very uncomfortable trip coming down the hill, uh, stretches back out to a mile. She can route. There's not a ton of speed in here. I think she's going to be close up, and I think with that a little bit of give in the turf, I think that'll help horses kind of laying close to the pace on the grass. Five to one on the morning line, number three, Madija, race number one for me at Santa Anita. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk to Bob Mazursky, check out who he likes in the Super Bowl, and we'll touch base with Bruce Finkelstein. There's a big race at Golden Gate today, the El Camino Real Derby. You're listening to Thoroughbred L.A. on the home of Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA, and on the Angels Radio app. Radio AM 830. And sunny skies are forecast for this weekend, and world class racing is back at Santa Anita. On Saturday, we'll have a total of three grade three stakes the Las Virginis for three year old fillies at one mile, the San Marcos for older horses at a mile and one quarter on turf, and the Palos Verdes for older horses at seven furlongs. Join us on Big Game Sunday as we'll have a full menu of top racing along with a big game party in Serona's Bar on the Grandstand main floor. Special early first post time on Sunday is at 11 a.m., and we'll have free admission and parking. Our main event Sunday is the $100,000 Sweet Life Stakes for three-year-old fillies at six and a half furlongs down the hillside turf course. And fans, please note, with President's Day Racing on Monday, February 19th, we'll kick off a five-day race week this coming Thursday, February 15th. Again, early first post time on Big Game Sunday is at 11 a.m. with free parking and admission. Developed by Horsemen, Horsebills.com is a cost-effective, time-saving, environment-friendly, paperless revolution of how equine industries bill and receive payments. Vendors are able to generate electronic invoices for each horse, whose owners can pay through the same website with just one click. Say goodbye to stacks of invoices, handwritten checks and postage costs, easy accounting for all parties with the highest online security measures. Get started free at Horsebills.com. Simply register with your name and email address. Free to sign up. No subscription fees to vendors until the first invoice. Is sent. For owners, you get a free account, comprehensive dashboard with information on all horses owned and billing records, ACH and credit card payment options. For vendors, generate invoices efficiently and receive payments quickly from both owners and other vendors. Syndicate and partnership managers get flexible billing and payment options to both vendors and syndicate members. For more info, call 888-938-4643, 888-938-4643 or log on to horsebills.com. That's horsebills.com. Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. 
for upcoming promotions, go to TheDerbyRoom.com. TheDerbyRoom.com. See you at The Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Let Legacy Ranch prepare your horses the right way before heading to the racetrack. Farm trainer Terry Knight oversees the five furlong training track meticulously maintained by well-known track supervisor Richard Tedesco. Your horses will get the time, experience, and individual attention they need to be fully prepped and give them their best chance for success at the races. Located in Clements, California, the 145 acres of Legacy Ranch provides large pastures and grass paddocks too. For more information or to schedule a visit to Legacy Ranch, call farm manager Terry Knight at 510-928-4980 or log on to LegacyRanchInc.com. Don't forget to check out the Red Hot Legacy Ranch Stallion Straight Fire, Clubhouse Ride, and Mr. Big on your visit. Don't get left at the gate. Be part of the winning team at Legacy Ranch. Online at LegacyRanchInc.com. G'day, this is Michael Rona, and you're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. And hey, welcome back to Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm John Linda with Bob Ike. And uh, Bob, uh, we have a new millionaire, Calbred, so let's make her the Calbred of the week. Yeah, it's not often that one doesn't win, John, that we make Calbred of the week. In fact, she ran sixth in this race, but closing remarks earns enough money in the race to become the latest cowbred millionaire <laughs> by virtue of her earnings in last Saturday's grade two megahertz by Vronsky out of the unusual heat mare Orange Cove. She's owned and was bred by Harris Farms and is trained by Carla Gaines. Closing remarks has seven wins from 26 lifetime starts and now has career earnings of $1 million three hundred and twenty dollars and john jimmy let me just mention i forgot in the first segment i did put out my selection sheet today races six seven and ten plus a hundred and forty four dollars in the late pick five available at bobikepicks.com and along with all of our handicappers at today's racing digest.com and i forgot to mention you nailed the sixth race trifecta last saturday a hundred and forty dollars on that so you're still seeing the ball as usual so uh, bob ike has his uh, selections available at bobikepicks.com. Let's go ahead and bring in our next guest, and that's Bob Mazursky from todaysracingdigest.com. And Bob, uh, coming out of the break, you heard the music, you know, Whiskey for My Men, Beer for My Horses, from Toby Keith, who passed away earlier this week at the age of 62. He, Toby had battled uh, uh, stomach cancer for quite a while. This is a guy that was very well versed in the thoroughbred uh, racing business. He raced his dream walk and farms, and he was also an ambassador for the Breeders' Cup. And so, uh, another voice, uh, unfortunately, that uh, is leaving us at relatively early age. Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, as you said, he'd been sick for quite some time, and uh, he was a great, uh, like you said, great ambassador for racing, especially, you know, big, owned a lot of horses in Texas and Oklahoma. They raced mostly. And, uh, you know, guys like that, it's always great to have people that are in big names in other industries get involved in horse racing because it brings attention to the game. And, uh, you know, it's hard to replace people like that, especially nowadays with uh, the way things are going. But, uh, yeah, a great loss for the game and a great loss for his family. Well, anybody who can name a song, Whiskey for My Men, Beer for, beer for My <laughs> Horses, he's got to be all right. <laughs> hey, Bob, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in Santa Anita. Three stakes races today. The first one is race number two on the card, and that's the grade three Palace Verdes, just a field of five, and an interesting race in here with the Calbred Big City Lights, uh, the morning line favorite. 
Yeah, he deserves to be favored. I mean, the only time he's ever lost, the only horse he's ever lost to is the chosen Braun. The chosen Braun, the last time I looked, is not in this race. So I think the City Lights will be very difficult to beat in here. Hopkins, I guess, could improve second time off the layoff. You know, he was beaten last time as the favorite by C. Throughit, who's also in this race. So I think Big City Lights, if he runs his race, will be very difficult to beat. Looks like a probable single in the uh, pick five. Bob Ike, what do you have for Mr. Mazursky? Well, Bob, you're a great fan of the NFL, and uh, I, I'm not going to put the leather helmet on you, but uh, <laughs> if, if you can go back and uh, if you can look at tomorrow's Super Bowl, uh, how do you see it between the Chiefs and the Niners? Well, I'm kind of surprised that the Niners are favored. That That's kind of uh, puzzled me all week because I think the way the playoffs have gone, especially the Chiefs, I think have looked a lot better. I think they've uh, the Niners very easily could have lost both games they played again against Green Bay and Detroit and Kansas City. You know, they went to Baltimore and won. They went to Buffalo and won. So I think they've been the more impressive team. So I would lean towards them. But it is just kind of curious to me that the Niners have opened as the favorite and have stayed the favorite throughout the betting. Well, Bob, let's get a radio play from you from Santa Anita. Who do you like today? I'm going to go to the 10th race today. I like the outside horse, number nine, Princess Patina. She did not run well on New Year's Eve in her comeback race, but I think she needed it. I think she'll improve a ton. Dottori rides her back. The course, as you said earlier, is labeled good today. She won the China Doll over this course by daylight last year over a course labeled good. So I'm going to give her a chance to bounce back as she cuts back in distance. Number nine, Princess Patina in race 10. Number nine, Princess Bettina, six to one on the program, race number 10. That's for Bob Mazursky. All of his selections can be found at todaysracingdigest.com. Bob, enjoy the day, enjoy the Super Bowl tomorrow, and we will talk to you next Saturday. All right, sounds good, guys. Good luck, everyone. That was Bob Mazursky. Let's head out to Las Vegas, home of uh, the Super Bowl tomorrow. And Bruce Finkelstein, I tell you what, uh, a lot going on, but uh, one race that might get overlooked today there's a Preakness berth on the line in the El Camino Real Derby at, at Golden Gate. Yeah, uh, uh, you get a free entry into the Preakness, right, if you uh, if you win this race. And uh, Rombauer took advantage of that a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken, winning this race and parlaying it into the, the Preakness. So it does have sometimes some, some triple crown implications, this race. It does, and uh, his trainer of Rombauer was Michael McCarthy, and he sends another horse up there. If you're looking for Umberto Rispoli, he's not at Santa Anita. He's up at Golden Gate riding endlessly for Michael McCarthy. Yeah, and I think he's a horse to use, but I don't think he's a horse to bet on. Um, he has never tried the synthetic before. He was very impressive winning his first three starts, probably just a bit overmatched or outclassed in the Breeders' Cup. But, you know, he's coming off that Breeders' Cup hangover. He's been away more than three months, guys. He is trying a new surface for the first time. It doesn't always, uh, a turf horse doesn't always translate. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, onto synthetic. And I think the horse will be shorter than that two-to-one morning line price. I'd rather no, go with kind of a known quantity uh, in here. And that's the three wild jewels. He did not like the main track at Santa Anita in the Cal Cup Derby. He ran kind of a disappointing race. I'm willing to forgive that race. Why? Because he loves this course. He's won all three times. He won Rowdy. He won the Gold Rush back in early December, and he was dead game that day. He laid right off of a runner. He took over. He lost the lead and then re-rallied uh, in a very game performance. I'm willing to kind of forgive that uh, hiccup last time out on the dirt at Santa Anita. The other, the other horse to take a look at here might be the Philly against the boys, Arctic Breeze who ran a stunner last time out, uh, rating on the lead and winning by nine. If she can get a little breathing room over the seven-horse Topolo, and that's a question mark, but if she could get 
first run into the first turn, she might be dangerous on the front end. But I like the core specialist here. I'd go three wild jewels, take a look at the four Arctic Breeze at a price, and certainly use the favorite, the six, endlessly. Well, it's number three, Wild Jewels, 5-1 to one on the program, race number seven at Golden Gate. Uh, that's for, for Bruce Finkelstein. Bob Ike, what do you got for Bruce? Well, Bruce, uh, I know you look at the Golden Hour pick four, and there's some very big full fields today, so it's a very attractive bet. Last week you gave us a radio winner up north at Bletchley, with Bletchley Park. Thank you very much, Bruce, at 1080. Uh, where do you want to go for your Santa Anita selection today? Okay, Bob, I know you're going to hate me here, but I'm going to go up against you in this race. Uh-oh. Maybe we could – sorry about that. Maybe we could link up our two horses for sure, because I did use um, El De- Ray Dorado as my second horse in the race. But let's go to the third race. And I just thought maybe the two – Ship and Scam finally figured things out. Yeah, it took him forever to break Maiden. He he broke Maiden in start 15, but I love the way he did it. He rallied from off the pace, and the pace was slow, going seven-eighths of a mile. He got to the outside. He outfinished the even-money favorite City of Angels. The last eighth of a mile for Ship and Scam, 11.90. So he shaded 12 seconds. That is racehorse time. He has run well. He has been on the board, I believe, three times routing on the dirt before. Here's why I think he could be the brand-new horse. He was gelded for that last start. So I'm thinking maybe this is a much better version than what we remember uh, uh, when Ship and Scam was routing in in the past. He will have to run down El Rey Dorado, who's going to be very tough on the lead. But I just like what I saw last time out, and I think maybe he's a brand-new horse. So in race three... Like the two, Ship and Scam certainly box with the four, El Rey Dorado. That's number two, Ship and Scam, 8-1 to one on the program. Race three at Santa Anita for Bruce. All of Bruce's selections can be found at betonbruce.com. Bruce, we're late on the break, so I'm going to let you go, and we will uh, talk to you next week, and you can give us some of the uh, hangover reports from the Super Bowl from tomorrow. Yeah, it should be fun. Have a great weekend, guys. That was Bruce Fickelstein. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. When we come back, we'll go to New York, check in with John Hardoon. He's going to look at the, the race at Tampa Bay, the Sam F. Davis Force, and down to South Florida with Toby Kellett. You're listening to Thoroughbred LA right here on the home of Angels, uh, Angels Radio AMA 30, KLAA, and on the Angels Radio app. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cow bred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California-bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races, too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cow breads. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cowbred. 
Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin sheets are used by players like you. The Ragazin Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Ragazin Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. From Golden Gate to Santa Anita to Del Mar, and everywhere racing is conducted in California, Bruce Finkelstein's Bet on Bruce has you covered. Full card selections available every racing day at betonbruce.com. Get advice on multi-wager ticket structures and improve your return on investment with Bruce Finkelstein's betonbruce.com. Bet on experience. Betonbruce.com. Don't miss our nighttime racing program at Los Alamitos Racecourse this Saturday night. Action-packed thoroughbred racing and thrilling quarter horse racing is in store this Saturday. The racing program will be headed by the trials to the maiden stakes for quarter horses. Racing fans, we won't have live racing on the night of the big football game on Sunday, but we'll be back before you know it. With a big racing weekend on February 17th and 18th, top sophomores will be in action in the Los Alamitos Winter Derby on Saturday, February 17th, while Grade 1 winners Jericho, London Toby, and Scoops Dynasty Head the field to the Brad McKenzie Winter Champion on Sunday, February 18th. And as always, Los Alamitos features night racing's best bets, like our early and late pick fours. Enjoy the best of daytime simulcast racing at Los Alamitos with luxury filled indoor seating locations in the beautiful Vessels Club. For weekend reservations, call 714-820-2681. Plus, we have the fun and convenient Burgard Sports Bar. Our nighttime meet continues this Saturday night. The best of racing, always at Los Alamitos Racecourse. Angels Radio, AMA 30. If you need some love tonight, then I might have just enough. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And welcome back to Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm John Linda with Bob Bike, and let's head out to New York now, check in with John Hardoon of the Rags and Sheets and JohnHardoon.com. John, good morning. How you doing? Good, John. How are you? Great. Uh, you know, usually we we check in with you about Aqueduct, but you sent me a note this week that you love a horse in the <laughs> Sam F. Davis today at Tampa Bay. So we're holding that for you, and uh, let's take a look. It's a good field of twelve. It's a good gambling race, and uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts because I, I think this is a, a must play on the list today. It certainly is, and uh, actually, this is going to be the first of my two radio plays because I really love this horse. Uh, I love the number five horse in here. No more time. Uh, this is a three-year-old call from the Jose D'Angelo barn. Just draw a line through his last race. If you get an opportunity, go back, go back and watch the replay. Totally eliminated at the start. Rushed up in the middle of the race. His second start of his life as a two-year-old, he ran a big figure on the sheets. And uh, this is his second start back off of a layoff. He's trained well since. He's listed at 10 to 1 on the morning line. Paco Lopez aboard to ride. Number five. No more time. We'll win the 10th race today out of Tampa Bay Downs. 
I love it. The 10 to 1 shot, number 5, no more time, will win the 10th race today at Tampa. That's the uh, Sam F. Davis stakes. And uh, Bob Ike, what do you got for Mr. Hardoon? John, I know you've handicapped all over the country. Uh, you gave us one will win, and uh, we're going to get that done at Tampa. Where are we going to go for the second one? Let's go to Aqueduct and look at their ninth and featured race, the Heavenly Prize. It's for uh, Phillies and Mares. And I like the number five horse in here, Into Happiness. This is a five-year-old mare from the Mark Henning barn. You could draw a line through her last race when she ran on a sloppy track going two turns. She cuts back to one turn today where she's had success in the past. I like the fact that Trevor McCarthy rides. I like the fact that she's 8-1 to one on the morning line. Number five, Into Happiness, wins today's ninth and featured out at Aqueduct. Well, i got a feeling John Hardoon is going to be in action today. Number five, Into <laughs> Happiness, race number nine at Aqueduct, a nice juicy 8-1 to one there. And, John, I know you used to do four tracks, but I, I, with Tampa Bay, I'm guessing you did five tracks today? I did. I uh, started on uh, Wednesday night, and I finished sometime yesterday, and uh, <laughs> everything's done and ready to go. That's Santa Anita Aqueduct, Gulfstream Park, Oaklawn Park, and Tampa Bay for John Hardoon. Uh, that's all at johnhardoon.com. John, I'm going to let you go. you got a lot going on today, so get back to work, and uh, best of luck, and let's cash some tickets. Thanks, guys. Stay safe and be well. That was John Hardoon of the Rags and Sheets. And let's get down to South Florida right now and bring in Toby Callett from tobycallett.com and todaysracingdigest.com. Toby, I know they just broke the gate for race number two at, at Gulfstream Park, so you guys are already underway. And from what I can tell, the conditions for racing look really good down there. It's perfect. Chamber of Commerce, uh, low humidity, uh, temperatures ranging between the mid-70s and the low 80s. Uh, it's supposed to be dry here uh, for the coming week as well. So uh, hopefully we'll uh, continue to get plenty of grass races and uh, have a chance to continue to earn. I want to give you a tip of the hat. You talk about grass racing. You gave us a winner on the radio last week, My Sea Cottage at 1020 at Gulfstream Park. And uh, John Hardoon, who we just had on the air, gave out a horse near Rotterdam in the same race. That horse ran second. So the Thoroughbred LA Exacta came back at 32 to 1. That works all day long. So thank you guys for that. And, and Bob Ike, I know you, you don't want to stop now. You want to get some more out of Mr. Callett. Absolutely, uh, Toby. And, and you know I love the coast-to-coast. -coast. I'm not sure if you're going to go to one of those two races at Gulfstream, but where would you like to take us today at Gulfstream Park? I'm, I'm going to take you to the ninth. Is that one of them? I, I didn't look at the coast-to-coast -coast yet. Is the ninth one of the races? It's the first leg I of the coast-to-coast. -coast. it is, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Well, well, you've got a 7-5 to five morning line favorite in the Caratari, the 7, uh, who the comeback race was, was pretty good. Uh, but the Bob Ike angle here, uh, no Lysics today. And uh, it's been a long time. Uh, September 24th of 2022 was Kara last trip to the winner's circle. So I think he's a little suspect, coupled with the fact that there's plenty of speed in the race, which uh, might compromise him as well. I want you to look closely at, at, closely at the six. His name is Amon. Amon did not break well last time. Good run. Javier Castellano takes the call today. As Paco's up at uh, Tampa, uh, Castellano is one of my all-time East Coast favorite turf riders. I think if he gets a clean trip here, he will upset and, uh, and get you off to a really good start in that coast-to-coast uh, -coast pick five. His main rival is the horse that beat him last time. That's the fourth, Panther Island, who uh, will get first run on the leaders. Amon, uh, the seven, the Caratari, I think, could hang on for a piece. And the one Heaven Street rounds out the gimmicks. 
So at 6471, we're going to have a whole lot of fun playing today's ninth at Gulfstream Park. So the ninth race today at Gulfstream Park, the first leg in the Coast to Coast Pick 5. Toby Callett gives us number 6, Iman, 92 in the program. And he sets you up with the exotics there, 6 over the 471. Toby, where can they find all your selections? Uh, it's right here at tobycallett.com, today's racingdigest.com uh, as well. All Gulfstream all the time. Uh, I will look uh, some at the, uh, at the Tampa races today. They, uh, they have a bunch of Gulfstream horses running, and maybe there'll be something in the future to talk about at Tampa or when they return to the scene of the crime down here in Hallandale. Sounds good. We'll let you enjoy that good weather down there. Keep, keep knocking out winners for us, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That was Toby Callett from tobycallett.com. Bob, a couple of things. Uh, if you can't get to Santa Anita today to get to see the races live there with the 1231st post time, you have your stomping grounds that you like to stop at up, up at Fairplex Park. Yeah, that's the Derby Room, and I'm going to be heading out there right after we get done today on the radio show. That's out at Fairplex. Uh, perfect uh, spot for Inland Empire residents. If you can't get out to Santa Anita, the staff is at there at the Derby Room waiting and uh, ready to serve you. Say hi to Brandon and Monica. And, uh, John, a place we're going to check out uh, on Wednesday, I think, is the OC Tavern, which is now open and, and, wait, and ready for wagering. Right, that's at 2369 South El Camino Real Road, right off the freeway in San Clemente. They're back in business, up and running, and I'm looking forward to trying the food up there and, and seeing what it's like. So I'm looking forward to meeting you guys up there for lunch. We'll have some fun. And hey John, I want to remind you. I'm sorry, no, John. I just wanted to mention one thing before we go to break. You know, we've been off since last Saturday. Two racing days were canceled, Sunday and yesterday. And I just think this this whole inclement weather protocols need to be revisited because last Sunday we had perfect weather in the morning. Uh, Wednesday here in the area, San Gabriel Valley, we had perfect weather uh, before the rain hit that night. We've got these sealed track protocols. It's hindering training. There were four straight days of no training, gallopers only on Thursday, and that's why the Friday cancellation was necessitated. John, the trainers did not feel comfortable coming in and running off of no training, and there were actually two days that were perfectly fine for training during the week. This has to be revisited, John. This is craziness with the cancellations and what's going on in racing all over the country. The decline in handle for the month of January in this country, 10.8%, and a lot of that is due to canceled racing. So uh, it's got to be revisited, John. We need to do better on this front. I agree 100%. And this is not a house rule at Santa Anita. This is a California Horse Racing Board rule. So this is something that the Horse Racing Board needs to revisit, change, and hopefully uh, help these tracks put the product on the racetrack. That's the important part. Let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Michael Runner. Los Alamitos is racing tonight. Originally scheduled as a dark night. They've got a makeup day today, and we'll talk about tonight's card. You're listening to Thoroughbred LA right here on the Home of Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA, and on the Angels Radio app. Angels Radio, AM830. And sunny skies are forecast for this weekend, and world-class racing is back at Santa Anita. 
On Saturday, we'll have a total of three grade three stakes. The Las Virginas for three-year-old fillies at one mile, the San Marcos for older horses at a mile and one quarter on turf, and the Palos Verdes for older horses at seven furlongs. Join us on Big Game Sunday as we'll have a full menu of top racing along with a big game party in Serona's Bar on the Grandstand main floor. Special early first post time on Sunday is at 11 a.m. and we'll have free admission and parking. Our main event Sunday is the $100,000 Sweet Life Stakes for three-year-old fillies at six and a half furlongs down the hillside turf course. And fans, please note, with President's Day Racing on Monday, February 19th, we'll kick off a five-day race week this coming Thursday, February 15th. Again, early first post time on Big Game Sunday is at 11 a.m. with free parking and admission. Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to TheDerbyRoom.com. TheDerbyRoom.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cow bred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California-bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races, too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cowbreds. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cowbred. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Angels Radio. AM 830. Fill you up. Let's have a party. Hey, welcome back party. to the final segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. John Lindo here with Bob Ike. And before we bring in our final guest, Michael Rona from Los Alamitos, uh, Bob, uh, with the uh, schedule with the Super Bowl, we have a change in post time tomorrow and a change next week in racing schedule because of the cancellations. 
Right. Early post time tomorrow, John, at 11 a.m. So 11 a.m. tomorrow, and then we're looking at a five-day race week coming up, starting on Thursday, which is the makeup day for the Friday cancellation, and then Monday is holiday racing, President's Day. So we've got a five-day race week, Thursday through Monday, coming up. So uh, get tied on, lots of action, and uh, good, perfect weather in the forecast. Right, entries being taken today for Santa Anita's card next Thursday. Let's go ahead and bring in Michael Rona now from Los Alamitos. Michael jumped off the ship on a cruise, did a little the announcing last Saturday night, got Sunday off due to the cancellation at Los Alamitos, and because of that, we're back racing tonight, Michael. So good morning, and uh, tell us a little bit about what looks like a good card tonight at Los Alamitos. Yes, good morning, John. Uh, somewhat fragmented schedule at the moment. This card tonight uh, was originally scheduled for last Sunday, as you said. It features five trials to the Maiden Stakes, which is an interesting race. It's for three-year-olds, uh, but the, the clause stipulates that they just needed to be maidens as of the 1st of November. Consequently, the trials always involve horses who have visited the winner's circle. In fact, of the 44 entries across tonight's five trials, there are 11 winners, including a pair of two-time winners. Four of the five trials feature at least one horse who placed in the trial to either the Golden State Million or Two Million Futurities. So there are plenty of horses who were building a solid resume late last season. The other trial, Race 7, features the shortest-priced favourite, a lightly-raced, highly-promising filly named Amore for a reason who created a huge impression on me when she won her seasonal debut. In fact, just her second career start, coming off a layoff, her first start locally in early January, a maiden uh, victory, and uh, she's trained by Heath Taylor. She has the outside post in the seventh and I think has the look of a single for wagering purposes tonight. I think she has a very big future. So it's a very interesting set of trials as part of a nine-race card tonight. Now, this originally was supposed to be a weekend where, where every year Los Alamitos does their track renovations. So uh, because you have the makeup card tonight, we're still dark tomorrow night, Sunday. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, we were supposed to be off tonight and tomorrow. We're still dark tomorrow. We, we never run Super Bowl night, uh, which I think is pretty logical. So uh, I had a, one, a grueling one-night uh, work week last weekend and uh, repeating uh, tonight. We'll get back into the swing of things with the usual schedule next week. Bob, Mike, we've got a couple of minutes, so let's work Michael Runner for a pick, Bob. Yeah, good morning, Michael. How about post time for uh, tonight and a, one of your uh, patented selections as well? Bob, g'day, mate. We kick off tonight at 6.10. Nine races, as mentioned, the last five of the trials of the maiden stakes and my pick for you tonight is in the final trial i've got a value play here at eight to one on ed Burgart's morning line ninth race number four try harder who is still a maiden has had three starts not much has gone right early in his races so far but i've loved the way he has finished off i've loved his gallop outs and each of these three races has been at 300 yards this is his first crack at 350. I think he'll relish the step up in distance. Hot barn, top jockey, Lindolfo Diaz and Jesus Ayala 
And at 8-1, to one, if he can just get out on terms with them and maintain a clear path, I think he'd be running right into the finish. Sounds good, Michael. We're out, we're out of time. I'm going to let you go. Best of luck tonight, and enjoy your night off tomorrow night. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Good on you, fellas. Hooray. That was Michael Rona. I want to thank all of our guests today. We will have a regular show tomorrow, 8 to 10, with Mike Willman. We'll be back, so look forward to that. Enjoy the Super Bowl tomorrow, and we'll have a lot of stories, I'm sure, next Saturday when we rejoin you. Bob Ike, thanks for co-hosting, and we will talk to everybody next Saturday. Good luck today. Talk to his voice, his horse. You never heard of a talking horse?